Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Relief Cast. Thank you once again for joining me. And uh, as you know, I've had some amazing people on this uh, Relief Cast, and today's no different. I can't wait for you to to hear this story. And it's a really good friend of mine. I've known her for a long time, and her name is Danny Cosart. Did I say that correct? You did. Yes. You passed the test. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> Um, thank you for joining me. And it's bright and early. We're here at Wasatch Recovery, and it's early on a Saturday, right? <laughs> it is early, but I mean, I'm up this time anyway. So yeah, it she's works. up. She's up killing it, and I can't wait for you guys to hear her story. I want to thank our sponsor, Veracity Networks. Again, thank you for believing in me, and also all of you. Thanks for believing in this and sharing these stories. So many people have responded and thanking uh, this platform. Uh, because it's inspired so many people that we can overcome hard things. We can get through difficult times. And one of the, one of the things that never ceases to amaze me is the power of the human spirit. And Danny is no different. And um, so you're, you guys just buckle up because here we, here we go, right? But again, Danny, thank you so much for being here. Of course. I'm really excited. Um, yeah. Nervous. My heart's pounding probably <laughs> a thousand miles an hour, but here we go. Yeah. So... You know, we've known each other for uh, several years now, and um, you actually used to be one of my former clients. I'd like to point that out. Um, and I'll tell you, the transition that you've gone through and to see where you're at now is truly remarkable. Um, we won't get into every single detail <laughs> of your past, but there's some things that I think uh, will be important for our listeners to hear what you've been through and then how you overcame them. So... Anyway, so let's start. We're going to go deep here. We're going to go deep. So tell us a little bit about just, you know, where you grew up, a little bit about your family. So I was born in Ephraim, Utah, which is where Snow College is for those who are local to Utah. Right. Um, It's a really small town. Uh, I think there's like maybe 5,000 people. It probably is bigger now, but obviously when I was was there. That's pretty small. (laughs) Really small. One stoplight in like the whole county. So very small. Um, But I was born there. I was the sixth child of seven. Um, grew in a very structured religious home, um, had, again, five brothers, one sister. Um, right. We were a very busy family, had a family ranch, owned the malt shop at the time when we were down there. Which malt is shop. The malt shop. <laughs> oh, burgers and fries and shakes. Ooh. I grew up on it. Um, oh, wow. And danced my whole life down there, too. My mom had a dance studio and lived there until I was about... I think it was 12 is when we moved and my mom got remarried up to Salt Lake. Okay. So that was the transition there. But, um, how young were you when you started dancing? Oh, like probably three. Really? Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. my mom had a, my mom had a studio down there. So since it's such a, since it was such a small town, yeah. um, the whole County, like girls came from all over. So it was fairly big right. and I would go with her for all the classes and dance in the corner um, <laughs> after my class was done because right. she was still teaching. And so sure. I was just, just completely absorbed in that, that world. Right. So I loved dance like my whole life. It was just so much fun. Right. That's very, very cool. So, you know, like I said, we've, we've known each other for a while and we met uh, several years ago and you know, you, 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 you know, your, your family is, you know, it's one of those things that we all go through some difficult times sometimes through family things. And, and I know you've been through some things and, and so share a little bit about some of the struggles that you maybe personally went through as you're growing up. So, um, my, my father technically, if I understand correctly, um, is he was a cluster B 
And I think that's some type of psychology, like medical term for right. like a little bit of bipolar, a little bit of depression, like all of these things mixed together. Right. It's like this textbook cluster B, I think is what they call it. Okay. Um, and at the time, like there wasn't a lot of studies for mental illness. Like it was still fairly early with that. And so he did try different types of medication, didn't always have the best reaction to it. Yeah. Um, but basically he, um, he was just a very like explosive person. Um, but at the same time, like I, I do have great memories of my dad, but they are very few. <laughs> um, but that probably was the, uh, the center point of my childhood is just, um, some of the trauma that came from that. Um, my parents right. explosively fighting, um, seeing him like beat down on my, my brothers. Um, yeah. a lot of our, my childhood was like spent like hidden in my room with my younger siblings, like under the blankets, like just things of that sort, which, um, I know very, a very lot of traumatic, right? very traumatic, like a lot of, I mean, but I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like not every marriage is a perfect marriage. Right. Um, but he, he definitely had some, some things that he was going through that caused his actions to not be the best for the family. Right. And, um, which eventually just, it led to his death because he did end up committing suicide when I was 11, yeah. um, which obviously that caused a whole ripple of issues as well. For so. sure. Yeah. So, and again, we're not here to, you know, talk bad on anything no. here. We're just talking about really what you were going through because, you know, every, you know, it's unfortunate that your dad was struggling with all those different type of, um, you know, mental illnesses, if you'll, if you will. And it, you know, when you think of that, we can have some empathy for that. Yeah. But at the same time, but at the same time as a young young girl going growing up and seeing all this, describe just like how what you were feeling and what you were going through. I mean, as a child, I don't think you're aware. I mean, because you're so innocent, you just don't understand yeah. that maybe someone's mind or what they're going through, or like maybe like the environment they're in is is causing them to act a certain way. Yeah. And so for me, I think, and probably the similar to like a lot of my other siblings, we just took a lot of the blame. Like, oh, like we are making him upset or something that we did was bad. And, and, um, like you almost thought it was my fault. Yeah. You know, right? And, um, cause he was a really great dad. Like he, he was a very hard worker. He was very disciplined. He worked on this ranch like all day. So like, and he provided for seven children. Like we did not go wow. without. So it's not yeah. that we had, it's really, it's sometimes hard for me to describe it. Cause it's not like my childhood was bad. Like I, right. sure. I had great memories. Um, yeah we we had a lot of fun but it just there was eggshells that we had to walk on, around right and i sometimes look back and i'm just amazed that as a child i recognized that that also like that there were like these boundaries i wasn't supposed to cross like that right. i needed to react a certain way so like for instance like if, when he would come home we would hear his dodge truck i like that sound right coming into the right. carport we would all go downstairs to play because we wanted to see is he mad today because if he was mad, we were going to stay out of his way. If he wasn't, then like we knew we were kind of in the clear. And so like, kind of like I was raised in that fight or flight type of mentality most yeah, of my wow. childhood. Yeah. But not knowing that's what it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because as a kid, you don't know any different almost. It's just this is what yeah. our, it, you know, our life is. Yeah. yeah. And um, but, and it's funny. I was thinking about this on the way down here too. Just some memories with him. And there's two memories that I have with him that really stand out to me and they're actually very fond memories even though one of them ends kind of poorly but mm -hmm. um i remember once my friends i had to have only been like maybe fifth grade maybe sixth at the time so this would 
he he passed away when I, when I was in sixth grade. So this is towards the end of his life. But okay. um, he my friends called to have a sleepover. He wasn't a big fan of that. Um, right. As sometimes parents are <laughs> with girls at young age. But, right. <laughs> um, he wasn't a fan of that. And I remember I was on the phone with them and I was trying to convince my friends to ask my dad, try, trying to be playful. Um, and they were afraid of him too. So they're like, no, like we're not going to do that. Right. I'm like, no, like just do it. And so I handed him the phone and he said, no, of course. And so then I, we hung up and we started playing catch after that. Like, cause he was laying on the couch. And uh -huh. So we were, I was like bouncing a tennis ball to him. And, um, it's funny. This is like a fond memory just because yeah. it was just me and him. Yeah. And he was like in a happy mood and we were just, then after he said, no, I couldn't sleep over. We were just playing catch, <laughs> yeah. which is so silly. I like, look at like, why do I remember this memory? Um, yeah. but again, it's just because it was a time where he was actually happy. Right. And it was a time that like, it was just me and him, which that didn't happen very often. So, yeah, well, you know, I, I think it's really, uh, I think the reason why, because it's something as simple as pay playing catch, like see that, that tennis ball became this third party of that connection. Yeah. And what happens is, is when, when someone's playing catch with whether a tennis ball, basketball, football, whatever it is, is that our guards go down. Our, our, yeah. our guards, our walls come down when we're playing catch. And, and I bet, sense. I bet in that moment, correct me if I'm wrong, you felt a connection with him. Yeah. I think that's really what it was is that, um, I felt noticed and loved i think that's probably the best way even though he said i couldn't have a sleepover and i was obviously still like pestering like oh please dad <laughs> right, like let me on. go like yeah. you know you know my friends but um yeah it's it's funny like there's just a few memories that i have where it was like that would just mean him and again he was he was a great dad yeah um he was really funny like we had a lot of funny family times but right. just at any moment though it could, it could snap and so i think that's just where it was really difficult is you just didn't know what was going to be that crack. Right. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and you, how old were you again when you passed? 11. 11. You know, and then obviously that's a very difficult time for the whole family. Yeah. And especially as an 11 year old, I mean, again, you, you probably don't even really understand the gravity of it at that moment. Maybe, you know, no, you're 11. No, not at all. No. You're 11, but still kind of scary and all that. So as you move forward and from that point forward in life, I mean, obviously now your mom's trying to taking care of seven kids and, you know, she's a hard worker and a trooper and just does all these amazing things, limited. I mean, if you know her mom, she just like bounces all over the wall. She's got energy galore and, yeah, you know. She does like, she she deserves a standing ovation for that because yeah. I remember, and she's talked to me about this, but after that happened, a lot of people would come to her and like offer her pills <laughs> to just numb the pain of her grief yeah, wow. and she would be like i can't take that i have seven kids like i need to be there for them and then wow. and the fact that she she said that and did that in a moment of grief is is phenomenal it's right like she understood like i can't just i have a responsibility like i can't just leave them they just you know their father just left them like i can't Dang. leave wow, that's um, powerful it is really powerful and um no, she's she's been amazing, and she has been a, a really big rock in all of our lives. Um, yeah, she has her quirks, of course, but for the most part, we all do. Yeah, we <laughs> all do. And like the more the the more I grow up, the more I'm able to look back on that moment and just appreciate what she's done, and yeah. and understand too, like maybe some of the decisions that she's she's done since then, or understand just more of of why um, some of her reactions were that way. I mean, she was in grief, and so yeah, I 
I have so much empathy for that because sure. going, I couldn't, again, I couldn't imagine if that happened to me now with like my husband with children, like that yeah. would be a very difficult thing. Right. Yeah. And you are married. I it's, am married. It's been almost a year and his name is Chad, his right? Is a little Chad. shout out to Chad. <laughs> Can't believe his name is Chad, but it's Chad. It's Chad. <laughs> I love it though. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's not like a Brad. Okay. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to point that out because when I, when I met you, and and I want to I want you to talk up to the time and before we met because you were really struggling. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of areas of your life. I mean, mentally, spiritually, physically, Everything. all of it, right? And and again, I think you went through what a lot of girls go through. So talk about kind of the the belief systems you had about yourself and the struggles you were going through and how you looked at yourself. Talk about that. Um. Okay. <laughs> that, that that is there's a lot there. So yeah. um. So my mom, for most of her life, had an eating disorder, and that was like a very known thing in our family. Like we just knew that's what she was right. doing. Mm -hmm. um, she was a mixture of bulimia and anorexic, and so she's and she's always been a very tiny person. Mm -hmm. um, and so I saw that all the time, along with her too. She she always loved to be done up. I think that for right. her was a very self satisfying thing. Sure. And so for my um, representation of a, of a woman, obviously that's my mom. And so I would look at them and be like, okay, I, I need to be that thing. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think the mixture between, you know, being abandoned by my father. So like that obviously like brings a lot of like issues with self-confidence. Right. Um, and just like having worth. And then mixtured with my mom using those tendencies to cope, I think just mixtured my self-identity. And so for a long time, I never felt pretty enough. <laughs> I... Um, my hair wasn't blonde enough. I didn't have yeah. the, the best skin. I, my legs were too muscular from dance. So I always thought I was fat. Um, yeah. And I got something I want to remind you about that. We'll get there <laughs> well, in a minute. I, I know what you're talking about. It's a good <laughs> one. But just all of these things. And so, I mean, I just never felt, I never, I never loved myself. Right. Because, um, and not to say that it was my parents fault, but like they didn't love themselves. And so like, I didn't, I wasn't around anyone who did. And so I didn't know that that's something I was supposed to do. Yeah. Do you know I mean like I never knew how to do or that? Knew how to do it? Yeah. yeah. And so um, I didn't know how to love myself. So all I did was tear myself down and compare myself to other people. And it was a very miserable time because I mm -hmm. wasn't comfortable in my own skin. And I remember like I wouldn't hang out with my friends sometimes because I felt like I didn't look good in my jeans. Which I look back, I'm like, what a silly thought. Right. I'm like, that was a memory I could have had of my friends. By the time it was such a like encompassing yeah. environment in my mind. Like that is just what I lived. Yeah. And it was so difficult to see myself in any other type of light. Right. I think that's pretty common though. Uh, unfortunately that a, I think a lot of girls go through that same yeah. kind of thought process. Oh, I'm not as pretty as her. Oh, I don't look good in these jeans or, you know, I hate the way my hair looks and, Oh, I wish I looked like her. I think, I think that's more common than we think. Yeah. Right. I, especially with social media too. Nowadays, oh, yeah. like you have these people who, are posting their best selves um, right? and whether it's Photoshopped or not, regardless like that, they're, they're beautiful. And instead of us just looking at and appreciating that person, like, Oh wow. Like they love themselves and like, look at right. what they've done. Like awesome. Like, you know, yeah. go you instead. We're like, Oh, I'm not that. And, and I wish we did have a different wiring that we could look at people and just appreciate that they are shining yeah. and appreciate like that they have that light and it doesn't take away from ours instead of saying, Oh, like you're shining brighter than me. Right. I think that's where it can really become just a 
toxic thought process. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you and I have talked a lot about this when when we would meet about how belief dictates the way we behave, yeah. right? Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And so anyone going through that, you had this belief system about you that, you know, you just weren't good enough overall. I mean, if yeah. we could just say it like that, I mean, you just didn't believe you could live up or, you know, hit everyone else's expectations and that kind of thing. And so yeah. your behavior mirrored it. Yeah. And I think I, I mean, I think I abandoned myself yeah. if you really like look at that. Right. Because I didn't feel like I was good enough for my father. Right. As, as yeah. you do as a child. Right. Yep. You're like, mm -hmm. why would my father leave me? And then you see just, again, there was no, I didn't really have, I didn't know that you could love yourself and that like you could still be okay from that. And so I think I kind of took that experience and said, okay, well, if he leaves me, like I should leave me. If that makes sense. Like yeah. I just didn't see myself as even worth anything. Yeah. Which is really sad. <laughs> it's a very sad thing. But like underneath all of these other like behaviors that I had, I think that was the underlying thought is that like I left myself. Yeah. I was just like, okay, wow. like Danny's not worth it. Yeah. Wow. That's very uh, well said. And I, you know, that's what I, that was my first experience with you when we started to meet, you know, and do our, doing our coaching sessions. Um, I saw that yeah. I saw that you were just in I mean it's funny you know everyone sees you from the outside like Danny you're amazing what's you look amazing you're you're an amazing person you're so nice and kind and but you didn't see any of that mm -hmm. and so and I always say this it doesn't matter what anyone else says we could say all these great things to you but it, it, what matters is what you think about you yeah you know and you really worth I mean there's such a negative energy at that time about around about you so and it was much. tough it was tough for me even, you know, seeing it from my perspective, even meeting with you. It's like, but I'd sit there and just laugh at you and go, what are you, where's this coming from, you know? <laughs> but then we worked hard though, or, and when I say we, I should say it's more you. I guided you, but man, you put in the work and, and it took a minute, but you really, you really worked hard. I, I did work really <clears throat> hard. Um, I think too, like just looking back on those sessions, you, you more just pointed at walls that I had. You're mm -hmm. like, this is a wall. Right. And I would see that and I'm like, nope, we're not going there. And you'd be like, <laughs> yep, like we need to find out like what's on the other side of this wall. And so, yeah. um, yes, like I had to take down that wall. Yes, like I had to finally process those um, toxic toxic behaviors, those memories, whatever I had, the wiring yeah. wise, right? Um, but you you did show me where they were and you, you allowed me to face them not by myself i think yeah. that's probably what's the most like powerful thing about it is yeah. yes like any person who does self um development like yeah. yes it's all you have to do it right right but being able to have a support system of someone who says hey like it's okay to go over here yeah. you're gonna be able to like live through this right you don't have to, <laughs> even though like you're gonna look at it you don't have yeah. to relive it right exactly. it's just we're just gonna look at it and acknowledge yeah. it for what it is um it's very comforting and it does allow allow i guess um more yourself to become more vulnerable and know that you're okay to do yeah. that. No. And, and that's one of the things I really uh, admired you at the time is you were so vulnerable. I mean, you never held back, you know, with what you were really struggling with. Yeah. There was things you didn't want to go there, <laughs> but you still said, Hey, this is what's on the other side of the wall. And I don't know if I want to go there, but I want to talk about, um, we actually talked about this before we got on air here, but, uh, you know, I had you write down <laughs> I had this exercise where you write down all the negative things you tell yourself. Ugh. And I, I'll never forget you sitting there and you came back for the next session 
and you had your list and you sat there and I said, okay, I want you to read it to me. And you're like, no, I'm not, I don't want to read this out loud. And I'm like, no, you need to, I want you to share this. What'd yeah. you put down? And then you just sat there and cried. And it was like, I don't know, two or three minutes before you could even say the first thing on that line. Yeah. You're making me cry thinking about it right now. But um, yeah. yeah, I think too, like um, you brought this up. Like my mom's a very big go-getter and she's always bouncing off the walls and very happy and energetic. And I, I mirrored that. And especially with mm-hmm. dance too. I think dance really teaches you how right. to have confidence and perform. Right. And I think I took that so um, literally into my life. And so yeah. people around me would see me so happy and I would put on this like front again just to show people that I was okay yeah. because I didn't want people to know what I was really feeling. Again, I think that's a very common behavior anyways, yeah. but um, yeah, everyone saw like this happy Danny, but really like, I was very miserable. Like I was very sad yeah. um, and I, I, I just really needed help. Yeah. And I think it's because one, I didn't know how to ask for it. And I, and I also didn't understand what was wrong. Right. right? Like yeah. I think, sure. And I was still young. Like, I don't think I understood like that. My thoughts had so much power and I don't think I understood that I was wiring my brain to be this way. And that I had control over that. Yeah. I think I just had been doing that for so long that I just thought this is who I was, mm-hmm. which gave me more confirmation to abandon myself. Yeah. I was like, why would you want to be this piece of shit? Like, yeah, right. why? Like go be something else. Go, go put on a different mask. And so, um, when I had to read that in front of you, I think why it was so difficult is because I had to show someone who I really thought I was. Yeah. And I'd never done that before. Yeah. I'd never talked about those things before mm-hmm. to that level. And so, um, it was very raw. <laughs> like I still like, yeah. I just remember it felt like I was carving a pumpkin and I was the pumpkin. Like I was just getting yeah. really in there, just carving sure. everything out. Like yeah. I could feel that just finally coming to the surface. And, um, Jordan Peterson, he, he talks about, um, I really love listening to some of his stuff, but he yeah. talks about naming the chaos. Yeah. When you put a name on it, it really does make all of a sudden that thing become, um, like you can handle it. Like it yeah. actually you can find a solution to it cause you named sure. it. Right. right. It becomes small. It's no longer this big black mess. It's just yeah. like, okay, it has a name. And, um, I remember when I read that out in front of you, I finally was naming those things, even yeah. though I'd say that to myself, yeah. but hearing myself say it to somebody else. Right. I was naming that thing. And it really allowed me to take a step back and be like, why am I thinking this? Right. And finally ask that question. Yeah. You know, and that was a very vulnerable experience for you. And I mean, and I could feel it from you as you were reading through this list. And, and it was a vicious list. I mean, the stuff you would tell yourself. And I think a lot of people, you know, listening to this right now, I mean, we all have this negative voice in our head. We all do. Yeah. That tells us that we're not good enough. We can't do it. We're different, so we can't connect. Um, it's impossible to change. And ultimately, there's just something wrong with me. And everyone can relate on some level. But your list, honestly, um, was one of the most vicious lists I've ever heard. Oh, it makes me sad. <laughs> I know. And, and well, yeah, we can be sad about it. But what's great is you've overcome this. And that's about, why I'm it. so excited. Um <laughs> But, but you had to go there. That was one of those things like you had to admit, okay, I'm taking the mask off and here's, here it is, Todd. Yeah. Here's what I really tell myself. I think it was front and back too. It was a long oh, yeah. list. It was long. But what was great about that is, you know, if you don't expose the enemy or like you said, Jordan Peterson says, name it. Let's put a name to this chaos. Now, now that we've exposed it, now we know what we need to f- 
to change and fix. Yeah. Now we can flip it. Yeah. Now we can do something about it. Now the action to it. Right. And now the real work starts. Yeah. Because if you change the way you think, you change the way you behave. When you start behaving in a a way over and over again, it becomes your belief system. It just becomes automatic, like breathing, (laughs) right? And so you went through this. You did a lot of work. I gave you a challenge, the 400 challenge. You remember that? I do. I th- I think it was more than 400. Was it 400 or was it 700? Well, maybe I don't I, remember. You it prob- was, it you was probably a high did, number. It was 400, but you probably did it 700, I think. I did a lot. Yes. I definitely did a lot. And what that is, listeners, you're probably like, what are we talking about? Why don't you explain it? Um, I So one <laughs> of the main, and it's so funny too, like if I look back at these negative things I would say, they were all very surfaced. If that makes sense, if like it'd be like, oh, like you don't have good legs, like oh, like you're fat, like those are very surface comments, like they mm-hmm. don't really have like the emotion attached underneath. That's like, well, you aren't like, why do you feel that way, right? So like, anyways, I had this very surface list, and it was kind of each one had a, a connection to really what I was feeling deep inside. But right. one of those main ones was I didn't like my legs, which yes. that just represented that I just didn't like myself. Yeah. But I was, would say like I had these ugly legs. And I had these ugly calves and I had like just whatever I thought. And, um, it would really, it was a really, um, I'm going to just stutter so much because it's hard to explain, but it was a really hard part because it just represented like how I just wasn't comfortable with myself. So you told me that I had to state the opposite. X amount of times and whether it was four or 700, but you just said every single day, I want you to say something powerful about your legs. And so I would go in a room and I would say out loud, I have gorgeous, powerful legs. Yes. And I would just say that again and again. And it was the most awkward thing <laughs> yeah. in the world right. because I mean, I did not feel that way. Right. Sure. I hated my legs. If I could yeah. cut them off and put it on someone else's like I would, like <laughs> it just, I did not like them. And so yeah. saying that over and over and over again and think, feel, create, right? Like I was thinking it, I was saying Look it, I was you. trying yeah. to visualize what I wanted my legs to actually be mm-hmm. and visualizing these gorgeous, powerful legs on me yeah. and like just really ha- doing that work. And by the end of the week, I actually loved my legs, yeah. which was the first time in my life that I actually looked at my legs and said, yeah, like they're mine. I'm happy yeah. with that, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like wow. appreciating them. And and that was a huge turning point because then I think I started to realize these um, thoughts that I have can be changed. Like they're not they're not permanent. Yeah. You know, you're not stuck like this, Danny. You, right. You, you can change something about it. Yeah. No, so. that was so amazing because, and, and I want to, uh, you did hear that right, listeners. She said within the week. So I challenged her to say that every day for a week. I think it was, it was well over 2,800 times total. Oh, so much. But she had to say it in the mirror. And I'll never forget, I was, it was amazing when you said, Todd, when I look in the mirror, I actually see beautiful legs now. It was, it was amazing. And what you witnessed was the birth of a new belief system. Yeah. And doesn't mean, and, and what's cool is you c- continued to work on n- not only that, but other things that you were telling yourself. Like, yeah. no, I, Danny, am a good person. I, Danny, am strong. I, Danny, am, am worthy of love. I, yeah. Danny, deserve a good life. And all these things that yeah. you didn't believe before. Yeah. And so to watch that transition, uh, listeners, I, I mean, I can't even do it justice. It was remarkable. Because when I met you, Danny, I'm not kidding you. I was. You low. were this broken, you know, this in your own mind at least, broken, damaged, uh, no good, never gonna be happy. Life sucks. And yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that was my wiring for my whole life. Yeah. 
And so, especially as a child, like taking wiring that you developed as a child, like that's your foundation. Like (laughs) that is what you build upon. And so to have to go back and actually rewire all of that, I mean, it's still sometimes as a process, sometimes I still catch myself doing something, but it's nice. I'm I'm so much more aware of it. So instead of like letting that, that seed grow, I'm like, nope. Like we're going to take that out right now. That's awesome. We're going to talk about that right now and just like understand like what it is. Cause I think these thoughts too, um, again, like I was saying that they're, they're very surface, right? Like they're very, um, blunt statements. Yeah. There's so much more underneath them. And right. so whenever I do feel a certain way, it's instead of me saying like, Oh, that's what I am. I'm like, why am I feeling that? Like what's triggering me to think mm. this? And I'm able yeah. to follow that connection down and be like, Oh, like this happened. Okay. Like let's yeah. process that and then pluck it out. So wow. I think that's what's, um, what's so amazing about everything is I learned that I, and your mind's a garden. I finally learned that you could change it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like that you could replant something and you could yeah. be able to process those things you held inside yourself for so long. Yeah. One of the things we talked a lot about and you really fell in love with was the, the quote about the bumblebee. I, oh, I have right? a tattoo of a bee now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For that <laughs> Put reason. Put it on my arm. I know. I take credit for that, by the way. No. <laughs> um, but it's actually right above my shoulder. Read that to our listeners. The bumblebee's wings are too small for it to fly, but the bumblebee doesn't know that, so it flies. Yeah, and I love that, and I know you love it too, because it that's the power of belief. Yeah, it doesn't matter what any anything we can we can create these belief systems about ourselves. But it's the cool thing too, though. I want to make this clear: you weren't trying to believe something that wasn't true about you. It's really believing what was true. Yeah. Because seeing myself for what I really yeah, was. Because the negative things were all lies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and she she has she has beautiful legs. She had them before, but but you didn't. It didn't care. It doesn't matter what anyone thought about. Hey, we could tell you that, but it it's what you believed. Yeah, and right? I think I picked legs too, <laughs> because I hope I can make this make sense. But as a dancer, um, when I would dance, that was probably. I mean, that was the happiest time in my life because when I would dance, I'd go into actually a happy spot in my life. Like I'd go into like, it's not in my life, sorry, within myself. Like yeah. I was actually able to meet who Danny really was. Like, so that was my thing. Like I was actually able to express and be happy and like being in a true reality when I would dance. Um, and in my mind, I thought I was escaping it, but really, no, I was just actually like meeting what reality really was, <laughs> right? Like yeah. leaving my darkness into this light. And I think I connected my legs to how I viewed myself because they were also, they were my transportation into that reality yeah. when I would dance. Yeah. And I think I'd be on them because they would take me to that happy place. And I was like, no, <laughs> like yeah. I want to be in this darkness. Like I want, to, I'm not good enough. Right. And I think that's why I, I would pick my legs for that. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know no, if I was able to. No, that makes sense. But I think that's why my mind did pick that. Yeah. Because. Yeah. And I think you're right. It just kind of represented overall how you just felt you just weren't good enough, period. Yeah. You know, but that was easy for you to kind of go, no, well, look at this. Yes. This is why. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, like we said, your list was a mile long. So you put in the work, you started working on that. Obviously, you know, success is never just this straight line. It's, it's, it's bumps and mountain bruises peaks. and mountain peaks. <laughs> and then you fall down the mountain again and then you got to climb it back yep. up. But you were going in an upward direction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had, yeah, you had some bumps along the way. But what I loved about you as well back then, Danny, is that how you just never gave up. Does that make sense? Like you truly like, I don't know, you had some tough times, man. And and 
and I know you're getting emotional, and so am I, because... I told you you're going to make me cry yeah, on this but, today. So Ooh. talk about some of those bumps and bruises, and then how you just said, you know what, I'm going to keep fighting. Yeah, I think um, there was a lot of bumps and bruises. There really were, and and there still are sometimes. Again, like I said, like sometimes I'll fall back into a little bit of a low, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like Danny, like let's work through this. What what triggered this? And you know, I just yeah. have a lot more self awareness now to know that mm-hmm. this doesn't have to be permanent. Where before I thought it was a permanent state, um, but um, you're gonna. I hope I hope this makes sense again. But the more I've been able to again hit those mountain peaks and like become more self aware and come up, I I started to realize really what would drag me down to my low is I thought I would end up just like my dad. Like I thought that was yeah. my life. Wow. And so I was so afraid to be in a relationship because I was like, I'm going to leave you. I was so afraid to be married because I'm like, I'm not going to be around. Like yeah. that was my fear. And it, it's so funny how, you know, just through working through again for the surface going all the way down, like just finding these things, I've been able to see like, what is that core thought? What is that? What What is that just center that's yeah. pushing out all of this negativity and causing me to have like these bad actions and, and doing these bad things, right? Yeah. Or thinking badly about myself. And it wasn't until, um, yeah, uh, it was the day before I got married or the two days before we left to go get married. Um, I had a kind of a breakdown because I yeah. never thought I'd get married. I never thought I'd be happy. I never thought, right? And even though like I had worked all these things and I was sure. a happy person and I was healthy, I mean, there's still some bad seeds I still like will sure. come up. I'm like, Oh, yeah. we got to get rid of that. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, I had kind of this breakdown and I, uh, Chad sat me down. He's like, what is going on? And I finally just told him, I was like, I've just always had this fear that because of sometimes how I think about myself and sometimes my, t- these, these tendencies that sometimes will come back up. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so worried that I'll leave you. And by leaving, I'm like, I'm so worried that like, I will like eventually just hit a, such a big low that like I will yeah. commit suicide. Like that is a thing fear and i think the reason why it's a fear is because i saw it happen and so like i think that's like my doom like i'm like okay like i'm gonna repeat that cycle yeah and um i told him that i'm like i know that sounds so silly and i know it's not gonna happen i was like i know that's not gonna happen but sometimes there's that voice it's like this is what your life is yeah and um we just cried together and he's like danny like you are so much stronger than this like i know you are and he's like you don't have to be your dad and um working through that and recognizing that as a child, I took my father's life and said, okay, like that is what my, that is what life is, yeah. is really what that core belief was. Like I thought that's what my life was going to be. And so recognizing that finally, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't have to be him. I don't have to have the same story. I don't right. have to have that same cycle. Like yeah. that actually, no. Wow. And that was an amazing thing to go through just because, and we just cried together. And mm-hmm. in my vows, I told him, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to vow to you that I'm not going to do this, you know? Yeah. And even though, again, wow. like I'm not going to, but just having that out loud, right. Yeah. Making that promise, like making that boundary of like, nope, Stating I, it. Yes, yes, I do not need to be my father. Yeah. Um, and our vows, I vowed that I would not give up on us and that I would be around for our children. Like wow. I thought that, and um, wow. I was just like in tears, and he was in tears. Sure. And, but um, wow, and it was just again, I chose that. Like I chose that I'm not going to do that, yeah. and I chose that I'm going to have a very different life. And it will always be a decision every day. I think that's another thing. Like with self healing, um, it's a it doesn't just end. Like there's not a there's not a finish line. It's like yep, like now you're healed. Like yep, now you're happy. It's like nope. Like it is. 
it's a marathon. Like there will always be other obstacles that will come in and maybe again, it will trigger something or it will, um, you know, a curveball will come in and and it's just being aware and believing yourself that no matter what comes that you are resilient enough to handle it and that you will overcome that. And weight training has helped so much with that just because, um, I was able to see my body do things that my mind didn't think I could do. Yeah. And so I was able to teach myself like, no, like actually I can control my mind. Right. Like my mind doesn't control me. And that also like sort of helped to like see like how you can break these cycles and how you can just keep moving forward and, and not revert back to old habits. Cause that yeah. is a hard thing, right? It's, it's again, it's, it's a choice every single day of I'm yes. going to be this. I'm not going to go back. Right. Wow. Very well said. That was powerful, <laughs> powerful. And you know, to see you talking like this is just, I, I got I got chills. I really do because I've seen your journey and you know, so you mentioned it right there that you, 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 you now do fitness training, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And not only fitness training, I mean, she competes and it's <laughs> freaking amazing. So talk a little bit about that, why you got started in that. And, and like you said, how, how this has trained you to realize I can do anything. Yeah. So talk about that and why you got involved in that. I think, um, so Chad and I, so my husband and I started working more with the barbell because as a man, they're less afraid to put, to go squat, to to squat, to do a squat. (laughs) Right. Right. And as a girl, I'm like, ah, like, let's not do that. But he was like, no, look, let's go. And so he would, he would teach me and, um, we would start working on that. I really fell in love with it. It was really cool to see yourself become stronger. I think that was what I first fell in love with. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Right. Again, the whole thing of a, of recognizing what I thought was wrong and that I actually am capable. And so we started doing that and where we lived at the time behind us was a powerlifting gym that we'd go to. And within that gym, there was like this, uh, the couple that owned the gym, the, the wife had like a female weightlifting class that she would teach women, okay. you know, correct form and like sure. you get to do it together. And I would watch that and thought it was so cool. I'm like, how cool it all different types of bodies, all different types of ages. Yeah. They would just cheer each other on uh-huh. for lifting weight. I'm yeah. like, that's really cool. Yeah. So I ended up joining and um, started getting really into, again, powerlifting and training for a fitness competition. And the reason why I picked a fitness competition is it was just a hard goal that I never right. thought I could do. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I'm not going to be able to complete awesome. that. Yeah. So uh, I was like, let's, but you know what? I'm like, let's go for it. Like, let's Something prove myself wrong. Yeah. yeah. And so I started training and what I found was just how mental, like the gym is so much more than just physical strength. It really is a mental strength. Like it really does help you develop calluses for your, your mind, right? Not just your hands. Like it is your mind because you're conditioning your mind to say, no, like we can do one more. Like, nope. Yes, we can do like this, this weight. And I will never forget the time, the first time I lift 200 pounds. Because um, squatted 200 pounds is right. because the first uh, time we ever tested our PRs, which is your personal record, yeah. I like squatted 175. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. But then I would see these other girls to do 200 and they were like the same size as me. I'm like, okay, like I can do that then. Uh, like yeah. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and so a few months later when we were testing again, that was the goal. And I remember the first time I went to go squat it, I failed miserably i couldn't get it up <laughs> you know i went to go up and just failed yeah there's a really funny video that i have of it 
Um, but that's, that's also something that happens when you train, like you get used to failing. You're like, okay, that's okay. Like let's reset it up. Right. It's not as scary yeah. anymore. Wow. So I failed the lift and I was so mad that I failed it cause I wanted the 200 pounds yeah. and it wasn't just because it was 200 pounds. I think I really put on myself again, it's so much deeper than what it was on the surface. I think I looked at that 200 pounds as, um, like all the times in my life that I told myself no, and I couldn't do something. And I saw that and I was like, no, like, I am going to do this. Dang. Do I mean like it yeah, was so much sure. more. Sure. Yeah. And so I felt it. And my coach at the time was like, that's okay. Like you can do this. She's like, you almost had it rest up. Like, let's give you a few minutes. You're going to yeah. try again. I'm like, okay. And this time I was really mad. Cause I was like, <laughs> no, like, I'm going to hit yeah. this. Like I'm going to. And so I went under the rack and put the bar on my back and went down, hit depth was going up. And I had gone out of the hole. And for those who like, don't know that the hole is like the bottom of your squat, right? Like where you're actually like below par- right. parallel. So I'd gone out. So I'm almost up and I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, you're like- so I was like, I was like three fourths of the way up, right? The last little like, uh, just locking it out. Yeah. And I was probably there for five seconds, which yeah. sounds very short. But when no, you- it's a long time with that it's weight on you. a long time. Your- when you like, yeah. that should have been just like a second up. So I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck just looking up. And on this video- um, that I have of it, my face is red and you can just see how angry I am. <laughs> right. And in my mind, I'm like, you are not failing this. Like you are going to get this up. And I did, I got it up and I, the wave of emotion that overcame me again, this is more than just weight training. It was like, I did that. Like I did something I never dreamed I could do. Yeah. I proved to myself that I am strong. Wow. I, my body told me before that, no, you can't do it. My mind before told me, no, you can't do it. But I was like, no, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I did it. And I almost, <laughs> I almost cried. I couldn't let them see me cry. But like the wave of emotion, I have never felt such a high before of just, this was me with my potential. Yeah. Like you are capable of so much more than you think yeah. you are wow. if you break those boundaries. So yeah, that's amazing, really cool. Danny. You know, and I love what you just said there. You said, cause that voice in your head saying, you can't do this. Yeah. And, but what you did, what you've been trained to do, like what we talked about years ago. No, I'm not listening to that voice, the bully, whatever you want to label it, yeah. but it's not you. You're like, no, I'm, I'm do doing this. And I think this is very uh, important for our listeners to understand this, who may be struggling with the same kind of barriers that I can't do this. I can't do that. That's when you've got to look at that. Don't run from that thought. Look at it and go, nice try. Yeah. And that's what you did. You said, no. Nope. Nope. Nice I am doing this. I love that you said that. Oh, and the, the, the wave of emotion. I, I really wish I could like explain that, but it was, it was just incredible. I think it was just, again, it was, wasn't about the weight. It was the fact I that I, I did something I never thought I could do that. Yeah. Everything else said no. And it, it represented everything in my life. Like everything. all the times I said no to myself, everything. all the times I pulled back, all the times I let fear win. Yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. And it was a very big turning point. <laughs> you know, I'm laughing now because you said it. Uh, you, you used to believe I'll never be married. I'll never be happy. I'll never, you know, like my body. I'll never feel like I fit in. I'll never believe in myself. And here you are. All of those things have now come true. You're married. You believe in yourself. You do, you're doing things that that really are challenging for anybody. And you're pushing through that. And you do truly believe in yourself now. And it's just so remarkable to, to see this transition. Like, yeah. I'm just, I don't know, man. It's so, so cool. It's really, I'm just so happy that I decided to do this because 
I mean, it was one or two ways, right? It was either stay the same and continue to go down mm-hmm. or work hard. Yeah. And same would have, the, both would have exerted the same amount of energy, right? Like it is yeah. hard to be miserable. It's very exhausting. <laughs> it is. Yes. It's hard to, it's to pull back. Yeah. It's hard to not be connected to, to people. It's hard to, to do that. Um, it's hard to succumb to fear. Yeah. But I'm glad that I did, again, that crossroads. I was like, no, like. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to own my actions and I'm going to move forward and I'm going to be resilient. I'm going to wow. keep going like wow. that. Again, I still have my moments. Yeah. As, as You're human. I'm human. Sure. Um, sometimes I get triggered, but it's being aware and just having that now as my core that like, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to give up, <laughs> you know, regardless yeah. of where I get to, yeah, who, you know, it. who cares? Who cares where I finish? Like I'm just, but I'm going to finish. Like I am yeah. going to keep going. Nice. We'll see how far I can go. <laughs> And then you you just competed in a regional tournament, mm-hmm. and you took one gold and two silver. Is that correct? Yeah. So one, is that how they say it? Gold mm-hmm. and silver. Yeah, yeah you can say yeah. that. <laughs> um, so it was my first show, which was really fun to do because, <laughs> which is funny, <laughs> it was the leanest I've ever been in my life. Right? You think uh-huh. I would just all over my body? I was so ready to eat again. I was like, <laughs> I do not right. care that I'm this X amount of body fat. Like I want rolls again. Like yes. I just want to be able to be happy. Like that's, a, it's a very interesting <laughs> thing. It, it really did allow me to see like that body that was chasing after for so many years. Yeah. It's so unrealistic. Like right. you just can't be happy in that state, right. but it was cool to get there and be disciplined enough to get there. But yeah, with um, fitness competitions, when you do your first competition, you can enter in three categories. And so there's true novice, which is which means it's your very first competition. Very first so you're competing thing. against ev- oops, yeah. you're competing against people who had never competed before, right? Yeah. It's everyone's first one. Then you have novice, which means that um, people have competed before but they've never placed. And then you have open, which is everyone competing to qualify for nationals. Yeah. So your first show is the only time you can do all three categories, right? So mm-hmm. I did all three. I won true novice and then took second in both novice and open, and the same person beat me in, in both. Right. Um, but the top two are who qualify for national. So I did qualify. Oh, oh okay. So awesome. um, I was really excited about that. And um, instead of going to nationals, I just decided to build more because one, I love this process so much. Yeah. To be able to take ownership over your body and just build it how you want to is really cool. You're yeah, like, I, sure. I have control over this. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. But also I just, when I go to nationals this year, cause I, I'm in prep again, um, I just wanted to do the very best that I could. And I wanted to, I wanted to be very competitive. And I knew that if I took the time to let my body rebuild again and I would be, I'd bring a better package. And so I'm right. really excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, cause I do love this sport more than just stage day. I just love the fact of, um, Again, just having that control of your body, yeah, and and loving and appreciating your body for what it can do, and loving all stages of it. I think that's also what's really cool. Is it's it's allowed me to love when I'm bigger because there's a purpose to it. like I'm stronger, I can eat more, I have more energy. Like, yeah, who cares if I don't have lines in places? Like I'm happy, yeah. and then also makes me appreciate when I when I do cut down because even though my workouts suck at that time because you have no energy, <laughs> right. and you're cranky. You appreciate to see like. Yeah. what you created and right. so it's really cool to see yeah. the balance of both and just appreciate the whole process yeah wow that's pretty amazing so when is the next competition is it coming up soon or is it so we're aiming for may for may for okay. fit con so gotcha. um it's a regional show it's a regional with a pro but 
her name's Sandy. I think her last name's like Williamson, but she's the head judge over okay. all of the bikini right. division. And so she'll be there. I just want to be able to do a regional show. One is like a warm up before nationals, just get some good feedback, yeah. but also so she can see me and I can get her feedback as to like what she thinks my body is yeah. for, for the sport and see if there's any critiques that she yeah. would suggest before I go to nationals. Wow. So that's awesome. It's wow. Fun. That's so exciting. So again, so impressed with what you're doing and just how you're living your life now. It's so fun to watch from a distance, even you know just how good you're doing. Um, I want to ask you a, a, a really important question. Okay. You know, what would you tell a, a girl right now who's listening to this, who's struggling with what you struggle with, like not believing in herself. She doesn't think she's pretty. She doesn't think she's good enough. She doesn't know, you know, I'll, I'll never find someone or whatever. I mean, what, what advice could you give this person who's listening to this right now that's in that mindset? There is a practice that I do um, sometimes when I meditate. And what I do is the Danny I am right now goes back to that Danny. And like I, I, I picture a moment, okay, a moment, let's say like I was like crying in the car and I mm-hmm. can't remember that memory or whatever it was. And I yeah. go back to that moment and I open the car door and I hug her. Wow. And um, I do that all the time. Like it's it's really cool. And and like, um, again, like I, I just go back in time in my mind and I go to those different parts of my life that were very hard and I go and I hug her. And all I do is I say, thank you for not giving up. Like, thank you. Wow. And, I, and I tell her, I'm like, you, you got this. Like you're gonna be okay. And it's so healing for me because one I'm like I'm able to forgive myself for going through that and for yeah. doing those actions let's say like I you know for acting to, for doing toxic actions right sure <laughs> I'm yeah. able to go back and say Dan like I get it like I yeah. understand like yeah. I love you though you're gonna figure yeah. it out and and showing her like this is who you are now like you're gonna get there and it's really again it's just nice for me to be able to I don't have to relive that moment but I process it again and I just am more appreciative and grateful for the journey that I took and so for people who are going through that, I think maybe what they could do is is visualize their self of who they want to be coming to them and thanking them. I think that's probably going to be wow. the best thing because you you are going to get there. Yeah. Um there's no there's no timeline. There's no rush for expectation. There's no no one told you, you know, like you need to be this thing by this date. Like it's your own journey and so yeah. understanding that your your inner self knows how to get there. It has the roadmap. It has all the qualities that it needs to get there. And just yeah. allowing yourself and understand that it is possible, I think is probably the greatest thing. And so for those who are struggling, like you'll get there, like just yeah. be patient and, and just don't give up. Like small actions are better than nothing. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's more, it takes the same amount of energy to hide in a corner. Yeah. It takes the same amount of energy to talk negatively to yourself. Yeah. Um, even if you just lay in bed and you're upset or you have anxiety and you say, you stop and say, you know, I love myself. Like I love where I am. Like I love who I am. Yeah. And just saying that to yourself, that's, that's going to do leaps and bounds sure. than anything else. And so just yeah. not giving up and, and understanding that you're going to be looked back at this time and be so grateful that you, that you chose to keep going. Right. Wow. That's powerful. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, as you were saying that, I was thinking of myself doing that as you were telling me, uh, as you're explaining that to everybody going back to a time where I messed up or I was struggling like hey Todd yeah you can do this you can make it through this and you do you know? yeah and then you push forward and and like you said it's the same amount of energy to be negative as it is positive 
we just have to train ourselves to go in that other direction. And you've, I mean, you're living proof of that, Danny. <laughs> well, it's just, it's so fun because like you start getting momentum and like I said, like you start getting like those mind calluses and you become more yeah. aware and you're able to like understand, okay, like I got triggered. Like what yeah. was that thing? Like what is that representing? Why does that bother me? Like yeah. what can I, how can I look at that differently? And um, you're just able to give yourself so much more self-love yeah. and appreciation of, of your journey. Wow. That's amazing. Um, another question, just if, if someone wanted to reach out to you after hearing your story today and they just wanted to maybe ask you a question or wanted to just tell you thanks or whatever, <laughs> what would be the best way for them to do that? Is that just through social media or do you have an email that they could reach out to? Yeah. Um, so my um, handle on, on Instagram is damn it, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I got that from an old manager because whenever I'd come in late, he'd be like, damn it, Danny. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Marcus. <laughs> um, we had a good relationship, but um, <laughs> um, damn it, Danny. Uh, with four E's at the end for D A N I then four E's. Okay. Um, or my email is Danny Cosart at gmail.com and that's D A N I E and then Cosart is C O S S A I R T at gmail.com. So right either on. one of those would work great. Okay. Awesome. Well, there you go, folks. What an amazing story. I, I we could talk for hours. Um, we've had a lot of history together, Danny, and I just want you to know that I'm, I'm, thankful that you allowed me to be a part of your journey and uh like i said i'm one of your biggest fans now i obviously i'm watching you from a distance and just going every time i see just what you're doing and the things you say and how you're carrying yourself i'm like i'm just like i'm like cheering like people <laughs> what are you cheering about you, you wouldn't know but i really am i'm cheering you. you on you're remarkable and i know uh some a lot of women listening to this, a lot of girls who are listening to this are going to be inspired to better themselves and improve their lives because of you. So thank you so much thank for you. being willing to be vulnerable today and share your story. Oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> thank you so much. We we have so much history and I, I do. I owe so much to you just for believing in me and still do. Like That still yeah. means the world to me because, oh, yeah. again, we also have those tendencies and just knowing that it's working <laughs> i'm going where i need to go <laughs> yeah i'm glad it's <laughs> so working what yeah. i'm doing is sure. moving forward like it's just um it's remarkable and, and and for those people who are struggling out there like it is temporary i promise mm -hmm. you like you you will be able to get out of it um if i could <laughs> if i could do it i promise you you can like you you yeah. have the strength within you so just yeah. believe in yourself like you deserve that yeah the greater the darkness the greater the light i love that yeah that's you so thank you, Danny. You're amazing. Thanks for having me on. There you go, folks. I told you this was going to be amazing. And man, I'm just, I pinch myself that I get to do this. It just blows my mind. But thanks thanks to all of you for believing in me and listening to this belief cast and sharing it. I love you guys. Um, I, I love Danny. And, uh,